Hello, and welcome to the Dreaded 30s podcast, where we share stories about our past, present, and future, so you can feel a little bit better about yourself. We're here, we're queer, and we're on the verge of dying from allergies. It's the Dreaded 30s podcast. (laughs) Yes, we are. My name is Justin. I'm Gavin, hence the voice sounding a little off today. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, It's our second episode. Mm -hmm. Wow. I know we, we made we it. We made it. We made it to the second one. <laughs> we didn't get canceled immediately. So kudos to us and a big kudos to everyone that checked out the first episode. Um, like we said at the end, we were kind of anxious about it, but it seems like it's it's gotten some pretty positive review and some really good criticism. So it's kind of just driving us from here on out. We're super excited. Yeah, everyone's been super kind and super open with giving their opinions. And I, I love that. And uh, we welcome all criticism, all uh, any ideas you have for us. You know, you guys have been great. And uh, we look forward to producing more content for you. For sure. Just don't cancel us, please. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. I'm all for you canceling us later. Just don't, just don't do it right now. We got a lot in store for this podcast. Mm-hmm. But either way, happy Pride Month from us at Dreaded 30s. Yeah, big, big happy Pride. It's, it's weird. I feel like I haven't celebrated at all. I know. Um, and when this is posted, it's it's the last week, the last couple of days of Pride. It feels like Pride kind of just came and went. I know there's like Pride festivities later in the year for a lot of cities. Like in my city, there's two Pride festivities happening in like August and September. But, right. you know, it just it feels like we kind of missed the mark on, on June. I know. I, I'm going to miss all of the the rainbow logos from all these companies Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh we got a nice conversation around that one (laughs) oh yeah we'll definitely get there but first gavin what are you dreading what have you dreaded you know at the moment i'm just dreading the you know incessant attack of allergies mine are going insane uh as you can tell my voice is not quite what it is i've been trying to drink some hot tea all day and like work through Mm. all that um all i'm saying is allegra thank you so much allegra d allegra oh girl she's she's saving me but yeah hopefully it's gone soon and i won't have to dread that anymore how about you what are you dreading justin i've been dreading way too much but big kudos to you doing this podcast today because if y'all heard him yesterday he sent me a voice memo (laughs) and it was Damn, he was deep. Yeah, it sounded like corpse, corpse bride. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I, it's been a busy week for me. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm probably going to say that every week from here on out, huh? At least um, you're not busy with sports right now at the moment. Yeah, this, this is true. I am. I'm going to find myself heading to Georgia uh, tomorrow to spend the weekend there, um, and I'm going to find myself at a gay campground. So that should be pretty exciting. Ooh, well, we'll have to have stories from that on our other episodes that might not be posted entirely to our other platforms. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a good little tease. I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, what can I do at the campground for content? Like, it's all just going to be for content from here on out. You may need to video blog some activities there, you know, within proper limitations and whatnot. This is true. We you probably know. have to blur a lot of things. We got the software. Let's do it. (laughs) True. True. Anyways, enough about naked people. Or maybe we continue to talk about naked people. Maybe a little bit of both, you know? Ooh. Well, let's start with some more pride stuff. (laughs) Yeah, which basically means naked people, right? Yeah. Sometimes. Pretty much. 
Um, tell me, Justin, what is your most memorable Pride experiences? Um, gosh. I feel like you you share the sentiment of, like, we're kind of introverted, so us going and doing Pride things just kind of sounds devastating, but... Yeah. Um, I'm sure both of us have had our fair share of, of stories and whatnot, but, um... I think I think my first Pride is probably the most memorable one. Uh, there's an event called Baton Rouge that's hosted in Columbus, Ohio, and it's um, hosted by the softball team, the Columbus Lesbian and Gay Softball Association. Um, and it's basically a bunch of members of the league, so a bunch of players, they get together dressed up in drag, and they play a softball match. Um, it's amazing. super sloppy. <laughs> it's super messy. Um, but it's really cool, and it's it's also a really cool fundraising event that's been going on since 1986. Um, they donate their proceeds that they make from this fundraiser to to various LGBTQ plus communities and charities that are in need. Um, for example, the year of the Pulse shooting, they were able to fundraise about five thousand dollars and donated it to Orlando's LGBTQ community center, which I think is like so cool. Wow! So so kudos to them. Yeah, it was my first year in the league. It's like my first year out of the closet. Uh, being in drag was definitely something very new. Being exposed <laughs> to drag queens and stuff was still very new to me. But mm -hmm. my teammates convinced me uh, to do it. So I, I show up at a bar to get ready. I have this guy named Chuck. Bless him. He, uh, he put me in my drag makeup. He put this big, poofy brunette wig on me. <laughs> put me in this skimpy outfit, and before you knew it, I was turned back timeshare. Oh my gosh! It was, I was stunning. I was this tall, lanky, little gaby. Yes. But damn, did I look good. Now that is something that needs to be posted on Twitter. I will have to post a photo on Twitter because holy cow. You know, I wish we had those pictures from when we did, you know, drag for our mm. welcoming home party. <laughs> There's not a lot of photos still out there, but I know there's some. We'll have to find those. We'll, we'll find them. More, more to come. Yeah, yeah it, it was a blast, though. It was really cool. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I was beyond drunk. <laughs> like, I remember vodka, vodka, LOL, vodka-soaked <laughs> watermelon. Wow. It had me messed up. Messed up. Like, even before I got to the field, I was messed up. And, like, I like to say I'm a good softball player, but that day... I don't know if I ever got on base. I mean, I've seen drunk Justin before. He just falls over the toilet and drops his phone. Drops oh, his... no. <laughs> oh, wait. That's <laughs> exposed. <laughs> that's awesome. That sounds like an absolute fantastic time, though. Yeah, it was a blast for sure. Awesome. That's me. Tell me about yours. Yeah, so mine is somewhat of a tie between um, two different experiences that happened um, pretty far apart. Uh, my first one was years ago at a Pride we had in the... Um, KCEPNL district. Remember Power and Light district? Yeah, 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 yeah. We had Pride there. It was like booked out the entire area, all the streets around there. It was actually pretty cool. Um, there were some other issues along with how like there was like some homophobic issues going on with some of the door people at, at some of the bars. But beyond that, um, I actually got to perform on stage on the main stage in PNL. And wow. it was like, yeah, it was like four or five in the afternoon. So everyone was there right now waiting for the main act, which I think was either it was LaRue or Herbie went back when she was part of that band with her husband. Um, 
I I'm remember. straight gay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was some big artist back there who I got to meet and talk to for a bit before I went on and after. She was super sweet. And her husband was like, oh, hi, Candy. Um, but yeah, I got to go on stage and sing and dance to a song that I created myself. Um, it was all like live singing. So I, I had trouble making the vocals record correctly. It wasn't like quite syncing right. So I got to sing and dance live on stage. And that was like a dream wow. come true for me. I was like, oh, my God. An mm -hmm. audience. And uh, wow. Yeah, it was it was so fun, and that was kind of like one of those moments where I was just like, I felt kind of like fulfilled a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. And my second one happened last year, and uh, that was my Pride stream I got to do on Twitch with HyperX sponsoring us, and we raised uh, nine hundred dollars during my stream for the Stonewall Community Foundation with the donations from awesome, incredible people. Uh, some of them who I still talk to today, who no, I. It was just unbelievable. Like they had no no requirement to do something like that, and it was really impactful to like have that happen. And uh, I still look back at that day, and I just wish I could go back to it and do it again, and again, because it was so fun. Got to dance. I ate some food that I probably shouldn't have eaten on stream because I was dying. <laughs> the hot chip challenge is not fun, but yeah. overall, that was my favorite pride experience. And uh, you know, charity is charity work is like really fun. Like it, you're yeah. helping people. Yeah, it can be really fulfilling for sure. I think it was really cool that HyperX did that yeah. and super cool to see you kind of on the receiving end of, of such a thing and be able to, to do your part for a good cause. It was super cool, like being outside looking in and experiencing all of it. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we kind of teased this last week in the first episode about corporations using pride for profit in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of companies out there that change their logos magically at the start of June. You know, there's so many memes out there about it. Um, and it's definitely something we wanted to talk about. Uh, it could be kind of controversial. A lot of people have different opinions on it. And kind of curious what yours is like. Yeah, I like that meme you sent before of the flag being tossed out of the window by corporations <laughs> the day after June. <laughs> it's just like, yeet! Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I think my opinion isn't the most popular because I see a lot of friends on Facebook and Twitter venting about how angry they are about that. And I, and I, I get it, but honestly, from how I grew up and how you grew up too, it's, it's, it's awesome seeing rainbows all over these corporations compared to nothing. Um, mm -hmm. Back in the day, we were lucky to see one rainbow in the Macy's Day Parade. Like Things were so different back then, which is like 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Um, I do think it's wise, though, to choose where I spend my money as well with businesses that actively support you know, LGBTQ plus communities. Uh, big shout out to Burger King for creating a sandwich to combat Chick-fil-A called the Chicking and donated 40 cents per sold burger up to $250,000. Uh, I don't know if they met that goal yet, but that's, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> they had, I think it's like the ultimate slap in the face too. So kudos to them for sure. Yeah, and in those instances, I am completely okay with it. Like I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good way to get the word out as well as donate. Um, I will confess in the past, I did eat at Chick-fil-A and I know way better now. <laughs> I know, gay fear. Mm. Um, and I, I've learned and I've learned that there's just so many better alternatives that don't actively donate to anti-gay organizations. Um, and it's something that I think going forward, we do need to be conscientious of, but also look at organizations and say, okay, are these, are these companies helping us or hurting us for the greater cause? Yeah, that's a really good point. I think um, if we constantly kind of try and monitor stuff like that, we're just going to exhaust ourselves, but we can at least make an effort 
uh, to try and do that to the best of our ability. And I think, like you said, Chick-fil-A is kind of an obvious one. There's so many people that cave and purchase it anyways, but I was doing research on them last week, I think, and it's just obscene amounts of money that they're donating to various causes. And and recently they're claiming that they're not doing it, but then, you know, IRS forms and stuff come out, and it's kind of like, oh, it's like, oh, girl, we see you. <laughs> yeah, so we, we definitely need to be a little bit mindful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do think it's pretty cool that a lot of companies change their logos on, like, their social media and stuff like that. I know that there was a time, June, of course, when I was looking for a job, and on LinkedIn, a lot of companies were changing their logos. And for me, like, it made me feel safe. Like, this is a company that I would want to work for because they're showing their support for someone like me. That's cool. And I had no idea they yeah. were doing that. Yeah. Like, on LinkedIn, oh. there's so many companies that do it. And I applied to, like, two or three. And, like, they were all ones that were showing the Pride logo. Because it was like, this is clearly a company that cares about their people. Wow. Like, that's what I prioritize. So it was it was really cool to see that. I, I definitely support that. Um, but I am pretty conflicted for the most part. Um, there's this term called slacktivism, and it's basically like showing support for a social or a political cause with like very little effort or commitment. Hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what is happening with this whole pride merchandise. I feel like both companies and consumers are guilty of it. Of like, here, let me go and purchase this pride item uh, to show my support for people. Or uh, companies saying like, here, I'm going to donate X amount of dollars to this charity. So everyone thinks that we're we're fighting the greater good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of where my question comes in of like, is that enough? Are companies doing enough? Um, I, I Like what I want to find, I think my goal is to find companies that are doing more than just that. Like I think it's, it's super great that companies like H&M, like J.Crew, like Nike are donating some of their proceeds – uh, to charities that need it. Um, but I want to find those that do more than that. I want to find ones that actually, you know, physically appear at places or help in ways other than financially. Like that would mean a lot to me. I completely agree. I feel like you're right though. A lot of these companies are doing like these little showcasing of, you know, we love pride, but they're not consistently doing stuff to support the LGBTQ plus community. And it shows, and we, we know, mm-hmm. um, that's a really good point you made. Yeah, I just I wish I could also like see it happen outside of June. Like, let's not just make it June. Like, let's show the support year long. And if someone's doing that, I'm on board. Like, if this if this Burger King sandwich lasts more than one month, like, that's what's gonna make me happy. And Which I still have to try that sandwich. I hope you like it. I'm not trying to be a fanboy or anything, but it's actually really good. Um, has a good kick to it. It's not too spicy. It's a little spicy, but like. I could, I could always go for more spicy, let's be honest here. Um, mm. I definitely like it more than others I've tried. I do like the Popeyes one, though. Ooh, the Popeyes spicy chicken. Oh, my God. I have not tried that one either. What the I'm heck? out of the loop. Well, just, I'm out of the loop. If you don't eat a lot of grease, just be ready. <laughs> like, all chicken sandwiches are a little greasy because they're you know, fried. But Sure. So good. So good. So let's get more gay right now. How do you feel about that? Can we get any gayer than this podcast? Oh, yeah. I want to hear about your gay awakening. Your gay quinning. Oh, no. That was a My fail. gay quinning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to I mean, hear it. I appreciate it. it. Yeah. I'll take that attempt. My gay awakening. Um, what's kind of speaking to me 
is one summer as a kid, you know, of course, it happened when we were a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, my best friend's mom was dating this guy. And for the sake of secrecy, we're going to call him BJ. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> Very fitting, right? So BJ quickly became our best friend. Like, we would go to sports games together. He would play out back with us. Like, he, would, he was just cool. He was a cool dude. And for whatever reason, I was just, like, beyond enamored by this man. Like, something about him I just felt. It was weird. Hmm. Um, but there's two instances that I look back on with him specifically that make me think, like, oh, yeah, you were gay. Like, you didn't know it, but you were gay. <laughs> and th the first one was he smoked. And I hated that. I hated it so much that he smoked because I was convinced that he was going to die because he smoked. So I was doing constant research. I did a school paper on it. I was learning all these methods to try and teach him or show him how to quit smoking. <laughs> You're committed. So I, yeah, I mean, down bad, as they say nowadays. Mm. And I essentially staged an intervention with him. And I was like crying and like I told him, I don't want you to die from smoking. I need you to stop smoking. Aww. I was like, here's this paper I did for you. And he just like pat me on the head. And he's like, oh, that's really sweet of you. I appreciate it. And he like gave me a hug. And he's like, love you, buddy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the second one, and I think the second one spoke the most, is best friend's mom and BJ. Mm -hmm. They were hosting a, like, summer barbecue, Ooh. and the song, Hot in Here by Nelly, we all know it, uh -huh. it is forever ruined because of what happened. BJ started getting danced on by my best friend's mom, kind of like a lap dance kind of thing. Uh -oh. It broke my heart. Oh. It broke my heart. <laughs> the man I loved subconsciously was getting attention from someone other than me. It broke my heart. Gosh, and now she... I look back and I was like, dude, you were mm, you were in love with that man. <laughs> she stole your man. Unforgivable. She sure did. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cute and like a, you know, like a young way of like seeing a, like someone else more mature and like attractive to you and you're like, "Wait, what are these feelings going on right now?" Mhm. Mm for sure. So tell me about yours. I'm like, I'm like kind of, I feel red because I'm embarrassed. So it's your turn. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, mine wasn't like anyone like specific, so to speak. Because um, as I grew up, my parents put me in all of these like sports and stuff. And little did they know that would be my gay awakening as a growing young lad. Um, I'd always just like stare at like these sporty dads. And I wouldn't understand like, why am I feeling like these, these intricate feelings like i'm so fascinated like you said enamored and mm. like this was before the day of like dad bods which whew, that's a whole nother topic we'll have to touch on another day because oh my god <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes um they were like clean cut sporty dads and i was i was hella confused like at my basketball games there were just these dads who would sit on the side of the court and like yell and stuff some of them were like tank tops and i was just like oh my god like, why can't i focus on the ball that hit me in the face one time because i was staring at some dad um yeah, I, I didn't quite understand it until the days of when we had like dial-up internet, like CompuServe and AOL, and I mm -hmm. would like load up like a picture or a video and be like, oh, oh, that's the intimacy that I, I, I think I prefer 
that I'm always seeing heterosexual couples, you know, procure and on TV or in public. Um, I will say Brokeback Mountain at age 14, that was like a game changer. Um, I, I can't remember, but I think I actually watched it with my parents. <laughs> well, how did you manage that? <laughs> there were some scenes where I just like looked away and I was just like, oh my God, like I would look away, but then I was like, hello? Oh my God. Um, those scenes got pretty raunchy and honestly, I was here for it. Mm. You know, I feel like I am, I'm a terrible gay in the sense of I've yet to see Brokeback Mountain. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you judge me because of that, but uh, I'm kind of embarrassed from it. It's, I don't know if it holds up necessarily to today, but I, I think it does actually. There's some relevant parts there. It's, it's definitely, there's some sad parts. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it is hard to watch, especially as like a, a gay male growing up through, you know, certain types of trauma and you see this happening to people in like their conservative areas. It's, it's hard sometimes to watch, but it's, it's very real. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. It's just, I just laugh that I've yet to find myself watching that movie. Wow, you're a golden egg. <laughs> I, I'm very weird. Mm. So I'm the kind of guy that is really big on symbolism. Like I attach myself to things that I can symbolize or see as symbolic. And the pride flag for me has very much been that. Like when I, I identify myself as a gay man, I see the rainbow flag. And both you and I did a little bit of research in preparation for this section. And for me to recognize how much deeper that symbolism goes with the pride flag is like such a cool thing and was like really enlightening for me. So kind of wanted to know your perspective and give us, give us listeners a little history of the pride flag. Yeah. I mean, a general question I would ask the listeners is how much do you know about the history of the pride flag? Personally, I had to do a bit of research to comprehend when it all began. Um, I learned that the first pride flag had been created by Gilbert Baker, an openly gay man and drag queen in 1978, which is pretty early on. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, with a little push from Harvey Milk, Gilbert designed this flag as a symbol of the gay community, with the first colors and their meanings being hot pink for sex, red for life, orange for healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, turquoise for art, indigo for harmony, and violet for spirit. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. I did not at all. I, I feel like I may have heard someone mention it before, like a drag queen mentioned it during one of the Pride events, but I never really like took it in. Right. But I did learn, though, however, due to production issues back then with the colors pink and turquoise, they actually had to remove those colors and replace them by basic blue for a while. <laughs> <laughs> So, but since then, the flag has undergone variations of changes. Notably, in 2017 in Philadelphia, the brown and black colors were added to draw attention to the marginalized people of color in our community. Shout out to BLM. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then in June of 2018, the flag took on a progress variation, which is the one we see more nowadays, showing the colors of white, pink, and light blue, along with the previous colors to show visibility for marginalized people of color, trans individuals, and those living with HIV AIDS and those who have been lost. Personally, I love the new flag and what it represents, and I'm glad to see those who have felt marginalized or forgotten be recognized properly. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things about the flag is just representation and mm -hmm. wanting to make sure that everyone is being represented correctly and for it to, to continue to develop 
and become what it is today, I think is so awesome. And I hope it's something that continues to develop as time continues to make sure that everyone feels like they're part of this, this wonderful group and this wonderful community. Exactly. The best part is that we can all be inclusive and do this together. And, you know, we're all in this together and we need to remember our roots, where it came from, who threw the first brick and go from there. Mm -hmm. So with all that said, we want to end this podcast by asking the question, when did you realize that you were different? When did you realize that you were part of the LGBTQI plus community? You know, we're two white Midwest gay men. Mm hmm. And we recognize that our experience is going to be completely different than what others have experienced. And we want to hear those. We want this podcast to be an inclusive, safe space for everyone. So we want to hear from you. Exactly. I think those other perspectives of what it's like to grow up outside and inside the community. Um, I, I'm very curious to hear from other people how their experience has been recently compared to previous years or what changes they want to make to improve it. Um, all we want to do is help broadcast the opinions of everyone who you know, want to have their voice heard. Yeah, so if you're watching the YouTube video, hi, you can see us. I'm sorry for you. Leave us a comment down below. If you are listening to our podcast, thank you for listening. Find us on social media at Dreaded30s. Shoot us a message on Twitter. Shoot us a message on Instagram. If you want to send a video, go for it. I mean, we're all for that. But with that said, I don't think I have anything else. Gavin, you got anything? I got nothing, Justin. All right. We will see you all next Monday. And happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride.